you know, I never try to impress. I never try to, I always assume I know less. And uh, I still do. And I think, in, I think this, again, created space for wonderful relationships. And relationships are so important when you start a company. You really, it's like pushing a mountain. Uh, to push a mountain, you know, it takes a village. Uh, <laughs> and it takes time to build a village. Welcome to 14 Minutes of SaaS, the show where you can listen to the stories and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups. The world has changed in the months since we recorded this four-part mini-series at the Web Summit in Lisbon. Ilan Twig is an Israeli resident of Silicon Valley. There's lots of them, and lots of them are very successful. He's CTO and co-founder of Trip Actions, a company that helps manage corporate travel and expenses. At the time, it was the fastest growing software company in history and had just been valued at four billion after four years of existence. Since that, the travel industry has hit its biggest speed bump in modern history. The company took out 500 million debt financing from Silicon Valley Bank in February, and they've shed 12% of their employees in the following two months, but they've stabilized over the past five or six weeks. The company's fighting, it's doubling down on product and marketing and delivering training and awareness sessions online for companies with large numbers of staff to advise them on travel in a post-pandemic world. But listen to me, like sheep, everyone is looking for jobs in Zoom and every other company in the right place at the right time. Remember something, circumstances are temporary but class is permanent. And when it comes to scaling companies rapidly, Elon Twig and Ariel Cohen have class in spades. You simply can't fluke two out of two success stories. In this episode 107 of 14 Minutes of SaaS, the first in our four-part series with Elon Twig, we learn about how he fell in love with computers as a kid and how that impacted on the career path he was to embark upon. We have Ilan Twig, co-founder and CTO of Trip Actions here today. I'm absolutely delighted to have you, Ilan. Yeah, great to be here. Tell me a little bit about your life um, kind of prior to you know, entering the world of technology. Actually, my life, uh, I don't know if it's, uh, if it's sad or, uh, or uh, great, but started with computers in many, many ways. Uh, so I got my first computer when I was in, f in first grade. Um, in Israel, could not speak a word in English. Everything was just in English. And I remember how I was really fascinated about that and spent a lot of time just staring at the monitor, this blinking cursor. There was no games, there was no operating system, it was DOS. And that's how it started. <laughs> that's how this whole, the whole thing started. And I meet so many founders actually where you know, getting a, a computer early had a profound impact on their careers and, and, and becoming an entrepreneur and all of, all of that. What happened when you, when you started playing with computers? Yeah, so I was actually this kid that spent the whole childhood outside, outside of the house. I was climbing on trees, I was playing with the, with the, you know, the sand, and that's kind of like what I was doing with my, all of my neighbor, neighborhood uh, friends. One of them became a doctor, the other one is an attorney. Um, but we used to play outside all the time. There was nothing else. It, just imagine Israel in, uh, in the late uh, 70s, early 80s. Uh, the country was very young. There was nothing. There was yeah. literally nothing. 
So that's kind of like, you know, how my childhood was. And then this computer showed up and I was so fascinated. I remember this uh, curiosity and really like I just saw this thing and I was like uh, attracted to it, like really so powerful. I knew nothing in English, so and the whole thing was in English. So my dad had to, you know, to explain to me stuff. So he did not understand computers, but he could, uh, he could at least read a little bit English, uh, which he taught himself. And he explained to me stuff, and I, and I knew how I managed to apply it. So he talked about things, and I managed to apply it. And within, uh, you know, within uh, minutes, uh, I could write, you know, my first program was uh, 10 print Elan, 20 go to 10. <laughs> and it would fill up the screen with Elan, 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 Elan. And I was like, whoa. I was really excited. I don't, I don't know. When I think about it now backwards, I don't know what was this thing that yeah. really attracted me. But it was magnetic and it was powerful. It was really powerful. That's how it started. And, and before I knew it, um, you know, I, I got a, a slightly more capable computer when I was in fourth grade. And I had this computer all the way through uh, high school. And I, I, I learned every little bit in, the, in this computer, every little bit of the, of, uh, of the memory of this computer, everything. Wow. And I built a lot of software and um, I was really, 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 really into it. It was so obvious that I would end up in a, you know, learning computer science uh, in university. It, it was so obvious. Um, so yeah, and, and then this new computer gave me more capabilities. So I remember in fourth grade, I really wanted to play Pac-Man and there was no, no games. And like within a few, a few days, there was Pac-Man. Yeah. We could play Pac-Man and my, my sibling, whoa, we can play Pac-Man. And then, uh, but it was just one screen, the same screen all the time. You know, when you play Pac-Man, you finish one screen, then you get a new screen. <laughs> and, so, uh, and so they got, got bored at some point. So I, I built a screen designer. So for me, I had endless patience for that, endless. I, wow. could, I, could, I, could, I had dreams about it. Like really, it was so, so deep yeah. uh, as a kid. I think it's the, you know, it's the curiosity when you're a kid. Yeah. By the way, if you manage to, I think the longer you manage to retain this uh, curiosity, uh, the more you are. That's what I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and a lot of people at some point, you know, they, you watch TV. <laughs> it kills curiosity, right? You, it you does. Go, it's like uh, it, your brain shuts down and there's no room for anything creative or different. Yeah. So, but as a kid, there was no, there was nothing else for and, me. And on your computer, you could just program in BASIC. There was nothing else basic, there. BASIC, yeah. So from the very beginning, you were locked into creating an interesting yes. world as opposed to receiving one. Yeah, and pretty quickly, pretty quickly yeah. with the new computer, um, I mastered the basics, uh, the BASIC, and, uh, and very quickly I switched to, uh, to um, assembly. Okay. And I, and I was uh, writing assembly. Wow. And, and you know, but it was so natural and so native. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as a kid, again, you don't have any, you're not biased to anything. You don't think, oh, that's a lower level. You don't think about you it. You don't think about how just, close oh, you are to the machine, yeah. It makes sense. Now I can <laughs> literally touch the thing. I could wow. write software with literally zero and one at some point. That is incredible. But uh, assembly, I remember when my dad got me the, this cartridge that I put inside the computer that enabled me to, allowed me to, to code in assembly. It was the best gift of my life. Incredible. I remember the moment until today, you know, I, was, I could do all these things. <laughs> and then, you know, it really helps. I, I, remember I, I did more, more complicated stuff as a kid in assembly than what I did in uh, university later on, because it was 
so natural. I, I just spoke the machine language. It's incredible. It was like that. Wow. And when I was at 13, I had this plotter. It's a, this was like a printer of the old days. It's also a very sophisticated printer's printer of these days. Uh -huh. So it's a plotter. The, the page comes in and, and uh, in and out, and yes. you have four little pens that move uh, sideways, only sideways, and, yes. the, and the page kind of goes up and down. And I managed to draw circles and do a bunch of uh, creative stuff. Wow. And then I, I created this software that prints uh, pictures to, the, to this plotter. Now, there was a commercial software, but it took three hours yeah. to print uh, one picture. Wow. And I realized that there's a much more efficient well, because, way to do because it. Because you were writing directly to the machine. Directly to the machine. Everything went like that, yeah. It was quick, but also the, just the understanding that, you know, instead of drawing pixel by pixel by pixel by pixel, and that's what he did. And drawing one pixel is very complicated with a plotter. The page needs to go out, yeah. the, the pen moves, yeah. the page goes back. It's, it's complicated for one, one pixel. Yes. Uh, what, I, what I ended up doing is realizing that sometimes, you know, if you have, um, I don't know, a desk which is brown, then you can just have like, you know, a lot of, you know, lines, long lines, and then drawing that. So uh, th the result was that I managed to print out same pr pictures in two minutes. So like repeat, 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 or, or yeah, loop, repeat loops, basically. Exactly. With an it's event listener that switches off at some point. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's easier to draw long lines than, sure. than to draw this uh, pixel, and then pixel, and pixel. <laughs> it's just mechanically, it's just very slow. With, with yeah. So it was um, much faster, and I ended up selling those, this uh, software to, to a distributor in Tel Aviv. At what age? 13. Oh, my God. He ripped me off, but uh, <laughs> to me it was like... Uh, I don't know, I have, like for, for um, today's kids, they go to, I don't know what would be the dream place for, for the kids to go to. Um, but for me, it was that, that this store where I could go. So you, so you said you were jealous of my languages earlier. Well, I tell you, I'm totally jealous of anyone who could do that at the age of 13. It's off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. Just something, I have two small kids. I started kind of late in life with, with kids. I have a two-year-old girl, seven-year-old, uh, sorry, two-year-old boy, seven-year-old girl. Um, it, it, one of the challenges for me is their exposure to screens, but also, you know, I do want to give them a computer at some point. Um, you know, have you thought about that, how you can get a computer, but yet keep them away from all the distractions yeah. and crap that you have? You know, have, you, have you any thoughts on that, or have you got to that point yet with your... My kids? son is nine years old. Uh, he, he's not exposed to a computer yet. Okay. I haven't exposed him to a computer. I don't know how to do it because today computers... Um, when you turn them on, you are already in such a uh, you're so so far away from the actual machine yeah. already because of the operating system is so you know visual and everything is a beautiful drag and drop and it's so sophisticated and and really it's like you're so far away absolutely from the CPU. Well, you are, yeah. And when I was a kid, when I was a kid, my fingers were literally on top of the CPU. Of course, yeah. Now, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I haven't decided it. I, s I think it's still much better to really understand uh, how, how it works, really how this thing works. I think it makes you, I think in general, you need to understand how things work. Absolutely. You figured out how languages work, right? It is, yeah. And, and I, well, uh, I, it's, uh, at least I interpreted it better than most, perhaps. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I don't uh, fully know, but I interpreted it better, perhaps, yeah. But just judging by results, yeah. it leads to it unlocks so many beautiful things later it does. so much more powerful things so when you that's why i think if you figure out how this box works really inside i think it unlocks uh, so much more power 
Absolutely. later on. Totally. Uh, so I don't know how to, maybe I should get him, I actually still have the computer in my, uh, my house, <laughs> the one that I grew up on. Wow. I just emotionally could not uh, let go of yeah, this one. That's still amazing. have it. It's amazing. It's amazing to have that connection, that passion um, with something. Um, yeah. So I know you had a kind of a star-studded career um, as a technologist, you know, with R&D teams and development teams and into the, the world of being a CTO. Um, I think you've 20 years experience, uh, pretty much. Tell us a little bit about that period of your life. I think, you know, I, I spoke about it with my co-founder, uh, Ariel Cohen, as well, when we started the trip actions and, you know, it started to pick up. We spoke about it because, you know, we did not take it for granted. It's like, at least when it comes to myself, the realization was that trip actions was the sum of all of my actions okay. in life since I was uh, in first grade or maybe even prior to that. Yeah. All the way to starting trip actions and everything that happened in between, it was a lot of it was acquiring a lot of, you know, uh, technical knowledge on my side. It was really understanding how to build software starting from touching the CPU when I was a kid and having the curiosity to really understand how it works, which gives you, a, a, you know, an amazing foundation. Yes. Later on, when I acquired, you know, um, higher level languages like, you know, Java and uh, C and C++ and then HTML, everything made sense. It was much easier to, to grasp. And I think the understanding, I think this foundation was a key. Yes. The second thing is creating uh, relationships and this is how you are or what you are. And if you are, I think, uh, you know, Greg heard me talking about it, but I think if you are a genuine person, uh, you'll have wonderful connections in your life that last for a long time. 100%, yeah. And, you know, I never try to impress, I never try to, I always assume I know less, and uh, I still do. And I think, in, I think this, again, created space for wonderful relationships. And relationships are so important when you start a company. You really, it's like pushing a mountain. Uh, to push a mountain, you know, it takes a village. Uh, <laughs> and it takes time to build a village. In the next episode 108 of 14 Minutes of SaaS, the second in our four-part series with Ilan, we learn about how he put away one-third of his savings and a considerable degree of fear to co-create Stream Once and then knew he was going to have a lucrative exit after just seven months. I'm not jealous at all. You've been listening to 14 Minutes of SaaS. Thanks to Mike Quill for his creativity and problem-solving skills, to Ketsu for the music, and to Anders Getz for the transcript. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins. If you enjoyed the podcast, Please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series, and of course, give the show a rating.